are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. That might not make sense to many of you live, but trust me, it'll make sense to those listening on their favorite podcast app or if you're in the podcast app. John, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, the the people listening on the podcast can't see, but we are we came prepared for DC's recent upcoming signings. I am rocking a Rapid Vienna kit uh, that I got from the wonderful people to Wave Football, and you're out here in a Sacramento Republic kit. I uh, am. So we we we're killing it right now with the with the kits and the matching. We should try to do it like more often if we can. Yeah, we well <laughs> sign play sign more players and sign them from teams that we just so happen to already have jerseys for, and we're we're gonna crush it. I got Sign an Olympiakos. Player. Look, look, look for a guy on Olympiakos. We're already signing a Greek player. I could have worn that. That might have made more sense. Made sense too. Welcome in. Uh, it is an exciting day, both for DC, both for the Washington spirit, all the news all the time. I think we're going to jump right into it. Uh, let's get into uh, the big... Well, first, John, we have some things we wanted to drop. This is our first episode on United 96. If you're a longtime RFK Refugees fan, you, get, you know what you're going to get. So mm-hmm. I can count on you to right away go rate, subscribe, and, and and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and give us five stars on Spotify. If you're new and you're hearing us for the first time, uh, don't do that yet. You know, let us uh, let us see if you're impressed. See if this is something you like and you want to stick around. Everybody else, though, you guys already know, so uh, help us out. Help us out, yes. And if you're listening to this on the um, old, well, the current RFK Refugees feed, Go ahead, search United 96. It pops up. Search Kindred Spirits. We're going to talk. We're going to have that in the second segment of the show. Subscribe to those shows. For right now, we are still going to be putting the shows on the RQ Refugees feed, so you don't have to switch right away. We're not we're not jerking you, but I would say probably t- you will want to switch over eventually here. Yeah, uh, we're, we're not going to say when, but eventually we are going to move things away. Or you can go subscribe to our Patreon patreon.com you get your own private feed that will remain we will keep both shows combined on the patreon feed that is that is what we're definitely doing so if you want to guarantee that you just have to go to one feed give us some money subscribe and you get it <laughs> and, and, you, and you get that combined feed forever so let's get into the action dc united we heard about a dp the the angst the angst coming from the dc united fan base uh they've been very quiet on the off season not a whole lot of moves some small moves here that moves here there, uh, and Ted, then you've been tweeting. You've been trying to keep these guys calm. You've been yeah, trying to. You've I, been trying to hold the brakes on the train. For I a have while been doing. Now. I have been preaching, uh, preaching uh, patience. I, I think I've I've dropped uh, several Yoda memes about patience and about being patient. Uh, and I feel I feel a little bit rewarded. I feel vindicated. Stephen Goff dropping today. Now this is a player that had actually been rumored to DC. Uh, and actually, I ran searches on him. Apparently, the other people have been dropping that this is probably something that 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 looks like it was going to happen uh, he was definitely like he was coming to mls uh, the red bulls from the lock uh taxi Faltus from rapid vienna the de- designated player summer he'll become the summer rival he has signed a pre-contract if you're not if you're new to soccer and new what that is basically with a within six months of a contract running out you have the option of a player to basically sign a pre-contract so he will not be arriving for preseason he'll be arriving in the summer uh july 7th is when i think they can kind of add him to the roster uh or when they can register him maybe they can do it a little sooner we'll see i think that we'll all kind of play wait and see with that 
Um, but John, your your first reaction when you heard the news, have you had a chance to to do some digging? We are not Austrian, despite the fact I'm wearing the Rapid Vienna jersey. We are not Austrian <laughs> Bundesliga specialists. I am I am going to commit though. I they fortunately, thank goodness that there is uh, UEFA Europa League and Conference League on uh, Paramount Plus. I am going to commit to watching some of them. I've already tried to watch some of them. I already started like at the bottom, like in August when he played a team from Cyprus for Rapid Vienna. And I do have some thoughts on him. But first, John, your your thoughts, your reactions. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, we, you know, we were talking before the show about some people being upset that we may be overpaid for this player, which I think is funny because, A, he's a pre-contract. There's no transfer fee. <laughs> so that's that's money right there. That's just money you light on fire when you acquire a player. Are we paying him a decent a decent wage? Yeah, we are. He doesn't have a great track record beyond this 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 run of form his last two years at, at Vienna have been his probably the best in his career. This is his this is his most prolific period that he's gone. That just means that we're getting him at the right time. You know, three year contract. Uh, we have seen what that does with a player like say Edison Flores, where maybe you're looking to get out of that before it's done. And the other thing we talked about too is that this is a very interesting signing from his position that he plays. Mm-hmm. He's a number. He's a you know literally a number nine, but not actually a number nine. So let's talk about what you what you were discovering sort of about where he likes to play. Yeah. So I checked out. Um, I forget the team they played. I know I know they played a team in Cyprus in in the Europa League uh, group stages. Uh, they're currently now in the Conference League. They did not qualify for the knockout stages. They got. Dropped, I finished third in their group, and I think got dropped to the conference league. So they'll be playing that in February, so you get a chance to to check him out. What what I saw what I saw from him. Um, so he play, he plays definitely more as a reserve striker. Uh, I think that maybe has impacted his goal count. I was trying to see like his most pro- prolific period for Rapid Vienna was 2019 to 2020. Uh, he had I think 27 appearances and like 19 goals. Um, so I'm wondering if he played maybe a little bit closer to the goal, uh, or maybe he was just really good. Uh, it's sort of cutting through the channels. Um, but basically, what I noticed in his game is he he very much would drop back. Um, a lot of times he would kind of collect the ball, try to make those runs. He's going to make those kind of late runs. Dude can fire it from outside the box. Uh, in that game, he had one shot that uh, rang off the uh, crossbar and then another shot that went uh, kind of through the keeper's hands. I think they brought on a sub for that keeper, so maybe a little bit of a mistake on the keeper, but still a really nice goal. Um, from outside the box. So, um, but he can hit it from from that position. Um, I think it brings a question of where does Lasada think he's going to fit when he comes in here in July? Is he going to be the top striker? He's not the tallest, most physically imposing player. Uh, so, I think maybe we might see him drop back a little bit. He might play those inner channels. Maybe he's in fr- behind a guy like Roberta. Maybe this is a chance for him and Roberta to link up. Um, I don't know. We could see we could see some formational change when you bring in a player like this. You're going to pay him the money. You kind of need to figure out how the team's going to fit around him. Just like with when they brought in Flores, and if they keep Ariola, we'll see. They got to fit fit him sort of around that too. So um, interesting times for DC. Black and red seem to think he's a second striker, withdrawn striker that will partner well with an Ola Kamara or a Nigel Bertha. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is interesting to me. We saw a little bit in the end of last season, Nigel and Ola playing together. And Nigel was effective as that second striker, uh, particularly in the last two or three games against New England. He was fantastic. I remember that sticks out of my mind because I was there and he was right in front of me. It will be very interesting. I, the offense has a lot of open holes that, that can be filled right now. So I'm not too worried about getting duplication in particular spots. I think that, you know, pieces can be moved about. But overall, we have to be pretty pleased that this has happened earlier in the preseason. I mean, I, it would have been nicer if we were able to get him now uh, and there would be no sort of adaptation period. He would be just ready to rock the beginning of the season. 
that's not the way this is going. So I think what I'm hoping is if Paul leaves, and we'll talk about we'll that in a second, it's about can we bring in somebody immediately to backfill that second DP slot? And is Edison Flores healthy, and can he contribute? These are all a lot of question marks. There are undoubtedly for a team that is, in, is in, as much flux as this team is, question marks. That's clear. We're not we're not roll we're not ready to steamroll the Eastern Conference at the beginning of the season. I think that's I think that's probably pretty clear based on sort of the amount of holes that still need to be filled and depth that needs to be brought in. But this is just an undeniably good move for when it is when it does actually occur and is uh, uh, is he's a part of the team. Yeah, and you know I think you brought up you brought up obviously the trade for Lacamara. Does this mean that he is taking a step out? Um, I think this brings up again a lot of interesting formational changes that we'll see we'll see from this team. So yeah, excited excited to have him in. Excited to 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 see what he can do for the team. This this uh, checks off one of my boxes. I am I am assuming. They are going to uh, go sign a, design, a designated player to replace Paul or keep Paul. This would give them three designated players on the roster at some point in twenty. At some point in twenty twenty two, that is what I wanted from this team. This team, regardless of anything, needed to at least pass that. That that it, it's almost just getting over that hump and saying, okay, at least we're spending. We're doing what most teams are doing in this league, regardless of. And, and I wasn't expecting. This is the type of player maybe I was expecting. Um, I was maybe hoping for maybe a younger South American or something like that, but I'm 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 excited by the prospect of this player. Um, but I, I needed three DPs, and they've done that now. We'll see who they bring in to replace Paul or if they keep Paul. Um, let's get into that. Let's talk about the 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 at the time the biggest story, which has been the Paul Ariola <laughs> transfer saga, which we did not think we were going to talk about in uh, in 2022 offseason. But here we are, the um, will he won't he saga that, <laughs> that none of us thought we would be uh, participating in. Basically, uh, basically, the the team has basically said, "Well, we need to find your replacement," and then and then yes, we're we're gonna let you go, John. We've kind of come. This has been an interesting saga in that you know, first it was Club America, you know, maybe looking to buy him, maybe the team was looking to sell him. Uh, then it sort of became leaked that you know, hey, MLS teams are looking to trade a record number of GAM. I have my thoughts on this, and I think we I, I've kind of come around to the idea that maybe trading him for GAM is the best move they can make. And I'll explain that in a little bit, but want to get kind of your thoughts if you've had any sort of change of heart about this. Yeah, I'm I'm big on once a player decides he doesn't want to be there, then you should move him. There is a lot of reporting that is contradictory about did he want to go at the onset. Some, you know, I believe there's some reporting that said that the team was shopping him for their own reasons, either for salary cap relief or any other number of reasons. And then there was, you know, then there's a story out there that he wanted to leave. He wants to go play somewhere that gets him the best chance to make the national team set up uh, for Qatar, which I think is a weird argument considering the amount of games he played while at DC United. There are other arguments that say he'd have fit in better at FC Dallas. There are other arguments that say he would have fit in worse at Club America because they don't play wingers. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of, it's very, very confusing, right? I think that we're never going to know until there is the, sort of tell-all conversation article in The Athletic about this transfer from all sides, then we'll know. But there's just so much going on back and forth that you can't really tell. To get back to my original point, when a player wants to leave, if you can make yourself whole as a team, you should do it. Because his, once his head's turned, even though he's got, I believe, two more years on his on his contract, you need, you need full commitment from these players. And, of course, a player will say he's going to be committed uh, and that he'll do his best. But I think for a player like him who is all about heart and all about sort of his motor you don't want to have him you know having any doubts being less than 100 percent in his commitment 
to the team. He might still stick around. There may be something crazy that happens here in the next, you know, 72 hours. Uh, and the FC Dallas move falls through and he stays and it's going to be weird. And he's going to say, I never wanted to leave. I'm happy to stay. And then we all get to pretend that none of this happened and just <laughs> and everything's fine. Uh, but we all, you know, have memories. I know that that's not the case. What's your what's your read on this situation now? So to, to go to your last point about Paul staying back, am I concerned about Paul? I'm not concerned about Paul. I think Paul will still go out and give the same sort of maximum effort that he always gives. He's he's that type of player. I'm not worried about an Acosta situation because he can't afford to act like Acosta did and sulk and just kind of like, you know, sort of throw his hands up and not play well because he's he's very much kind of on that maybe that eight that 23 man roster but he might i mean if he has a bad season that's going to slip very very quickly uh there are other players in mls who might jump ahead of him if he has a bad season so he needs to have a good season if he wants to make the the national team come 2022 assuming the u.s qualify uh yeah then he, 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 yeah <laughs> certainly certainly not a, a foregone conclusion ever now at this point yeah he, he he needs he needs to have a good season um as far as the trade goes I have come around to the idea of learning a little bit, I guess, about MLS transfer rules, which, again, are stupid and don't make sense. And uh, I, if I'm the Players Association, I'm looking at this transfer and saying, um, we need to fix that one because that is a disincentive. So basically, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm not going to do a big, that big dive. That should be most of you. That yeah. should be most of you because this stuff is stupid and dumb. <laughs> We all know it's stupid and dumb, but let's. A lot of people ask, well, why? You know, why turn down five, six million dollars? Why turn down the money from Club America and trade him in MLS for fun, for funny money? Basically, when the way it works is, uh, so some transfers of players, like for instance, uh, when they sold Eric Sorga, they can take some of that money and they can convert it into GAM that they can, they can do to apply to their roster. With designated players, you can't do that. You can sell him. You can then recoup some of your you know, expensive transfer fees, some of your loss here. But you cannot take any of that. And you can't sell him for $5 million and take a million of that and turn it into GAM. Now, if they sell Kevin Paredes, they can because he's a homegrown player. Um, I'm not sure how it works with the homegrown D, please. Like you have Zezu, uh, uh, Ferreira. Jesus Ferreira. Yeah, Jesus Ferreira, who just uh, signed a uh, DP contract as a homegrown. I'm not sure how that works. That would be the thing I'd be curious about. So for DC, when you're getting that record amount of GAM, that GAM, if you can, if you are committing to yourself, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to find a replacement for Paul, we're going to find another designated player, and you're going to again get $2 million that you can use towards transfer, that is four and a half Yordi Reynas. I think four Yordi Reynas <laughs> was around like $400,000 on that contract. Remember that's what, our new standard measurement or measure, unit of measurement is a Yordi Reyna. Well, everybody loved Yordi Reyna, and that's what his salary was. That can be a massive, massive boost to your salary. And can really, I think some of it's like 20% of your roster budget right there. Um, and again, we'll see what the breakdown is. It might be a million this year, a million next year. Apparently, it's like $300,000 in incentives that are tacked on. Um, so that's a pretty substantial amount to go towards your roster, especially when your third DP is not coming till the summer. You might need to bring in some players to support that. So I've kind of come around on this. First, I was like, no, sell him somewhere else. Don't bring him in. Learning about more about the roster rules, I've kind of come around to okay, I'm okay with getting the getting the gam, getting the roster relief. That's going directly to the roster. That's not going to Levian's pockets. So maybe which I'm is, more which is this, what yeah right, which is what you would imagine all of the fans on Twitter who get really mad would be happy about, right? Yeah. Because the the concern is always they're they're using this team to line their pockets or they're not wanting to spend. But if they were really all about that, they absolutely would have spent the money or or, or made the move to sell them to Club America for for any amount of money. So. 
there's that. I guess you could, I guess you could take solace in the fact that the team, the owners are about building the best roster they can build uh, and not just recouping any expenses. So point a, a one singular mark in the owners are not cheap tally, but you, that everyone is uh, always keeping track of. I know we are. How many Yordi Reynas is Edison Flores? I just saw that from you, John. It's funny. That's right. I'm, um, I'm multitasking. <laughs> one of the one of the players they are looking at potentially signing that came out almost as soon as this, and this was pretty much this is the direct aerial replacement. Um, I think I'm gonna say that's Jao Rojas. I'm assuming. Uh, so everybody yep. dropping the football is life memes and everything like that. Uh, apparently, uh, 2.2 million transfer market. Apparently, DC offered around 2.5 million. Uh, the club, the Ecuadorian club themselves, have put out a statement saying he's not for sale. All I'll say to that is DC United also said Ariola wasn't for sale. Uh, everybody in the world of soccer is for sale. It's just about the right price. And apparently, they said if they had doubled their offer, um, they would have gotten him. Uh, according to Golf, I think Golf said they have narrowed that down. So I think they were definitely putting some inquiries out. Maybe, hey, we're, you know, we're interested in buying this player. Okay, here's two and a half million. What do you think about that? And maybe that got leaked. Um, could be the player also leaking that. Uh, this player, has uh, Ro- Rojas, has also been linked. I think he was linked with um, with NYCFC, I believe I saw that. So he has some MLS connections. He has uh, played really well in, Equ- in the Ecuadorian First Division. A uh, little confusion was kind of – I found a funny view. Uh, they were signing this player. I searched the two, and I thought a 32-year-old winger from – Ecuadorian winger from who's playing unattached. in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> was he unattached? I thought he was playing yeah. in Mexico somewhere. I thought I saw that. But, yeah, not that same player. Different player, the much younger version of that. Um, If he, if he ends up being good, if he ends up being on the level of Paul – that would be a massive, massive coup um, if they can get him. We'll see what other names uh, come down the pipeline. Uh, John, your reactions to, to Rojas? We're not. We also do not watch the Ecuadorian first division a lot, so it's only so much. By the way, <laughs> I have found out that that is actually in my in my cable package, so I don't have any excuse. So now, next time I see Emelec on uh, on uh, whatever that B in seven or whatever whatever it is that I can see that on, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's. I think this is what we were always afraid of is that this team was going to sell its good parts, and then buy MLS-like retreads to mm-hmm. fill holes. That was old DC United. That was RFK DC United. This is a different This is a different incarnation. I, you know, sizzle reel, great. Statistics look pretty good. Uh, what did I say? 11 goals, 7 assists in 35 games. That's pretty good. Uh, he's he's one of their, he's their best player. So I think if you're looking at, is he a one-for-one Paul Ariola replacement in terms of production, Maybe last year, Paul didn't have a very, very prolific year last year. I think he had four goals, three goals. It was not, it was not very many. Hit us up in the chat if you can help us out there on that. But it was not, uh, it was not his best year. I think for value, this is a good move if they can make it happen. So we'll we'll see how that ha- we'll see if that goes through. I imagine they've got a couple more in the pipe just in case. Yeah. Uh, this do- this doesn't come to fruition, or they're really serious about not for sale for even you know two or three. Do they want to spend four million dollars on this player? I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they can. Maybe they can find better value for less than that. So we'll we'll see. I think that's going to happen here pretty soon. The, Steve Goff has said, you know, from the start, and we had heard actually from uh, some sources, sort of that the team was frustrated about story, the narrative around the team, and that they weren't going to spend, and that they actually had a bunch of things in the pipeline, and it was just a matter of when it was going to come to to action. And I think that that that's now. That's this week when they're sort of flying out to California or Florida. Florida first, right? The California. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Mm-hmm easy flight to get to from South America. Uh, if that's the case, easy <laughs> to get there. You know, I've watched this space this week. I think we're going to see, we're going to continue to see some more moves here. Plenty of spots to fill from a roster perspective. Yeah. I, I, we'll see. It's either this or something else or Paul comes. I really feel like the team does not want to that 
to be the case. The fallback option of Paul returning to the team, while he is talented and while he is certainly a great contributor and a leader on the team, you'd have to think that there's that that's not the preferred outcome for any party at this point. No, it, it can't be. I mean, you, you want to find a player who wants to be here, a player who's excited to be here. Um, and also, I think you want to justify the fact that you're going to get that $2 million to go to other players in their roster. There may They may have looked at this. I, I wonder if they started looking at some of the offers they were getting on the GAM and how much they were getting, and they were just like, look, if we can find somebody that we think can, be, can replace Areola, we're going to get a massive boost that we can take to other areas of the roster. I think that's the real driving force here. Yep. Um, of of this of this transfer. Um, other news dropping. Uh, we'll do a quick quick blurb on this. Uh, Kevin Paredes apparently is under a bid from Wolfsburg, uh, who are not having a good Bundesliga season. I should just say DC apparently valuing him around eight nine million dollar range. Uh, seems as though talks are ongoing. I would say deep, right now DC United is going to stick to that <laughs> eight nine million dollars. Um, and they should. Yeah, and they should. There's no there's no there's no urgent reason to get rid of him. I don't believe he's agitating for a move. At this at this particular moment, Wolfsburg it may not even be a good fit. They're like you said, they're having a poor season. I think Brian Ko is there playing in the 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 their B team, uh, former DC United Academy product. Uh, I don't know if he's a great fit from a. I don't know. I you know I'm not going to tell you that I know their formational play and their in their tactics, but uh, it's his first. There were rumors about an offer. This is the first one confirmed, uh, and and also with DC United putting putting a stake down for his dollar value, uh, so. I think this may be too early to worry about losing him, but this is a player in high demand. If he has another good season, all I'll say is uh, come come to games early in the year and get your fill of Kevin Paredes. <laughs> That's all I'll say. He's a, he's a very talented player. The eyes are on him, and he is in a system where he gets to shine. So enjoy it while it lasts. Yep, enjoy it, and uh, and uh, and yeah, uh, I th- I think I think if he has a if he blows it out this year, I think he's gone in the summer. I think if he if he absolutely tears it up, uh, if he has a better even a better season than he had in 2021, I think he's gone this summer. I think that I think that transfer fee is going to seem a lot more palatable if he has season. And if he, I don't, you you it pointed out on, too, yeah, you, what's that? <laughs> I said if he has a great season, it should go up a million or two. I think. Yeah, I would hope. It would hope. Um, you also pointed out he seems to be like he's uh, he's bulking up a little bit. Um, I think he got pushed off the ball a little bit. I think he got tackled. I think he's trying to maybe get a little bit of strength so he can throw some throw some muscle around. So excited to see him this season. I think he's. I think if I had to put money on it, he'll be here uh, come opening day. I don't. I don't think yeah. the it, it's gonna be high, but things can change. Things can change. Um, other quick news we'll hit. Uh, Chris Seitz retires. Uh, so congrats to him. John Kempen in camp. Uh, Diego. Restrepo yep. is apparently the new goalkeeper coach. I uh, actually trialed with DC, so fun. Also, fun I believe went to UVA. Yep, yep, he did. Yep, he did. So I just cool. I like to throw that in there for your benefit. So he was in the academy setup last year uh, for Austin. This is his first big coaching situation at the at the top level. We also I, we talked about this last week. As a we won't go spend a lot of time on it because we talked about it last week. Uh, and if you're really curious about our read on Hayden Sargas. Uh, listen to last week's RFK Refugees episode. He was signed. Uh, the The transfer was completed today with the Republic. For and actually, I saw that the transfer fee was twenty five thousand uh, dollars, with uh, with additional with I guess additional benchmarks for more funding. So I was hoping that Sacramento got some money from that because it's an academy kid that they developed and played for two years at the top level. So he he got many many minutes uh, with the big team in the last two years. So this is a player who they anticipate will challenge for minutes at the at the, at the big club. This is not a Loudon 
allowed in signing. Yeah, so. and did, did want to add, you know, the 25K is is significant, I think, from a American soccer health perspective of some of these clubs, mm-hmm. at least getting some money back, especially a team like uh, Sacramento, um, which has gone through a rough patch with, with yep, losing Yep, they need the money, I think. Yep, so I think there's definitely a bid there, um, and uh, it's good to see. And also there's some incentives attached there. Um, and then, of course, D.C. United back in training, preparing for a preseason match against Inter-Miami on the 29th at 5 p.m. Will we be stream? able to stream it? That's the question. <laughs> we shall see. My money is on probably not for the first one. Probably, probably not. All right. We got some uh, listener mailbag questions. We want to we wanna jump yep. into those. Let me rip through them real quick, Harry, for you. This is from RNDadAD on Twitter. Love your podcast. By the way, if you mention that you love our podcast in a question, it will always be read. There is never a chance that we will not include that. <laughs> uh, if you could bet $100,000 of GAM, who gets the most first, 10 minute, first team minutes by the end of 2022? Yao, Garay, or Cudi Pietro? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Uh, do you have an instant, instant answer, Ted? If not, I will go and tell you who I think. I, I mean, the easy, the easy one to me, I think, has to be Griffin Yao. You would hope. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of an important season, important season for him. I'm still like, I'm still not like, I'm still fuzzy on where uh, Gray actually plays. Um, whether Since he... Centrally midfield, probably in a pivot role. Okay. So him and Moses would be similarly situated. Okay. Okay. I, I thought maybe he was the defender or out wide. Um, I'm going to go with Yao. I think right now, I mean, they could populate that position. Um, but uh, I think right there I would go for him. Maybe him getting maybe some runs. Knowing like, hey, this is a prove it year for you here. Take a seventy, take fifteen minutes, take uh, a full half even in some cases. So, and also we're gonna have Since, the open cup too. So that, that's yes. gonna play a role. Since this is for a hundred thousand dollars in gam, I also will take the easy one and say Yao. He will improve on his eleven appearances, which he has had the last two years. He will get at least fifteen appearances. Uh, next question: Ronnie Paladinas on Twitter says, "Now that Lasada has been here for a year, what should our expectations be? Playoffs, another rebuilding year, Eastern Conference champions." LOL, I don't even know anymore. I think I think playoffs. Playoffs. I think we were very close. I think that the team has not made a huge huge investment right now from the start. This 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 move in the offseason or in the in the summer season is going to be good because it's going to get us into parity with the rest of the league who has all three of their DP slots filled. I think if all players who are here stay healthy and perform to their season averages or career averages, the team will make the playoffs and that's what we should be shooting for I think in this year. The next year hopefully is where you you raise your sights to a little bit deeper in the playoffs. Ted, what do you think? I think, I think it's playoffs. Um, I, I think the mo- the main pieces, I think they need to sort out the attack. But defensively, pretty much from, it's, assuming Kevin Paredes is here, which I think he will be, uh, defensively they're set. Like they, they, They're much more set than they were last season, and they leaked a lot of goals uh, last season. I think offensively, they're still gonna obviously need to figure it out, um, and that might take a little bit. So I think they, I think they've recognized they need to make sure that defense is set, and let's not give up as many goals while the offense maybe takes some time to figure it out. But I think they're still they're still gonna have some offensive weapons uh, that they can do that, and I think I think they're gonna be a more settled team than they were uh, in twenty twenty one. So I think playoffs is a pretty good bet. Yep, uh, from Garcia Benetton, what will it take for DC United to put a quality team on the field for an entire season? What will it take them take for them to spend money on players? So this question was written and received uh, this morning, mm-hmm. prior to uh, the conversation about us spending seven million dollars over three years on a Greek national team player. Uh, I think it will take quality team, qual- well, yeah, qual- national team player, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, but what I think quality team is about staying healthy because mm-hmm. I think that I think the eleven is health is is quality. 
Uh, I think there are obviously, and there always is room for improvement. There's always ways you can get better. But they have a quality team such as it is. Uh, They're spending money on players, but they're never going to spend the way you want. They're never going to spend the way I want. I'm okay with that in the end. I know who I'm supporting. It's because I'm here. Right, like I don't, I wouldn't choose DC United if I lived in California or wherever else, and I was never from here. I just wouldn't because that that the aspirations are not the way they are for other teams in other markets. I think I'll, you'll never be happy if you're thinking they're going to be a top three spender. Yeah, and, and I think that's where everybody everybody expects us to go out, and I feel like some people expect us to go out and get Igsini. The the with the with the um. With the Faltas signing, there were already people. I think the first I, there was someone that brought up, "Oh, look at his transfer record!" Like the dudes just like bounced around a bunch of clubs, and I'm like, "Well, yes, okay, that's true." But if you look at who he is, I, if you're expecting us this team to go out and spend at some of the levels, I think you're going to be disappointed. I think it's worthy to be critical, and I think it's also perfectly fine to demand more if you feel like it's not enough. Um, this is what they're giving us this season. If they can figure out if they can figure out a way to make this team work and push this team uh, to the echelon, they are apparently doing a lot more data driven. Uh, there's a lot of with um, with Sargas and with uh, Faltas. There's a lot of data that loves these two players, so I think they are going very smartly with their data driven approach. Um, also, I would say Lucy Rushton. This looks like she now has the keys uh, to to sort of drive this thing. Um, she's the one making the statements about the player. I think when they made the deal with um, to bring in uh, Sargas. Uh, so he, she is definitely starting to drive things. Uh, the team has also made investments in the training facility. Uh, I, I think from Lasada's perspective, there's an off season, which we've talked about, where they've actually been you know, more monitoring the players and making sure they're staying fit. I think it's going to be interesting to see how much healthier this team is. Uh, and if they are significantly healthier, I think that's going to be a great boon uh, for this team. Because this has been a problem that has plagued them for years. Injuries, like players they have brought in have gotten injured. Sometimes it's bad luck. Uh, other times it's it's kind of linked to maybe how the team, the training facility issues, the staff to monitor, uh, and a coach who's maybe de- a little bit more dedicated to it than, than maybe Ben was. So, uh, Last question here uh, from Hoya Nick says, how does going to FC Dallas help Paul Ariola in a World Cup year? I don't see it. Lasada system highlights Paul's attributes. Please stay Paul. <laughs> so this is the other side. This is the side who says that uh, uh, you can come home again. Paul has not. Uh, Paul has not uh, burned a bridge here for some of these from some of these fans. And I wouldn't say I have, burned a bridge is probably dramatic. If he if he wants to come back and says he's happy here, then that's fine. But I think we talked about this already. It probably doesn't. I think it's just a player wanting a fresh start and another an opportunity to be somewhere else. Uh, and we'll see if that happens. It would be okay if he stays from the standpoint of his talent. But I just think from a I think from all other angles, it's probably a bad fit. Yeah, and to answer the question, I mean, he goes to FC Dallas. He's he's going to be one of the players who's going to play week in, week out. Um, I think there's a lot of people are, uh, who say that the system DC plays may not be best suited for keeping him healthy. Uh, and that may also be playing a factor. He's like, hey, great. I, you know, I, I can fit in this system, but, uh, you know, I've already suffered some injuries. And maybe I want to go to a system that's going to be a little bit less taxing. And I think the new Dallas coach wants to bring in a more possession style, a little more slower buildup than kind of this, uh, you know, smash and grab type of offense where we're just going to press. Um, so I think that kind of how maybe helps him sort of from a stylistic perspective. All right, folks, I think that's going to do it for the first episode of United 96. If you're listening on the podcast, be sure to check out Kindred Spirits uh, on Thursday if you're listening to this. So uh, we will, guys, uh, catch you on the other side of the break if you're on the live stream. Vamos. <laughs>